Oh, I recognize that face. You're in trouble, aren't you? Well, I'll take you out to the Outer Rim, but I don't think it's going to do you much good. Why? Well, there's a new bounty hunting group. You haven't heard? There's a two-faced Twi'lek and a pugilist droid. If I were you, I'd do my best to avoid the Salonian captain and the gandroid tech. Better watch your back or you're gonna get wrecked. The riding on the sky on fire. Heading to the edge of the empire. Your number's up and now you gotta pay. Running from the heroes of the Hadian way. Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way, the crew of the Sky on Fire had exchanged opening shots with a picket droid. Vurin, situated in the top turret, gained some inspiration from Berwin and blasted it out of the way. Threat alleviated, the crew had only begun to deal with the damage and debris when a new one arrived, a Zetai Ugly. It got a shot in before being taken out by some turret work by Vurin and Cav. Looking a little rough around the edges, the crew took the Sky on Fire inside the asteroid, nearing their goal. But what unforeseen dangers might lurk among the tunnels? Find out on this week's episode, Slimy Yet Terrifying. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, we are playing Trouble Brewing, and it can be found in the Edge of the Empire core book. This is episode 10, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Hello, this scan's name is Cav. Cav is a bounty hunter whose name will one day be known across the galaxy. Cav suggests this being grab a comfortable seat, a fresh bag of puffer rinds, and plugs in this being's favorite speakers or headphones. What this being is about to witness is history as Cav captures Cav's final bounty to qualify for a bounty hunting license of Cav's own. Is that like one of those punch cards you get at like frozen yogurt places? <laughs> no, this is laminated. It, oh. it does come with frozen yogurt, though. <laughs> ah. It does? Yeah. Well, you didn't know that? Cap is going to like being a bounty hunter. When I told you the Bounty Hunters Guild has all the frozen yogurt you can eat, I wasn't kidding. The reason Boba Fett wears that helmet is to hide the frozen yogurt. Cap thought that Berylin was just going to take Cav out for frozen yogurt after Cav got Cav's license. Uh, I mean, if that's what you want... Zuckus doesn't need a respirator. It's just a tube for frozen yogurt. Ugh, Zuckus. <laughs> I don't get it. He, like, rivals with Zuckus. <laughs> he was her high school bully. I'm Barrowin. I'm already a bounty hunter, and uh, if they still let me in the Froyo bar at the Bounty Hunters Guild, they would know my uh, my regular order. But they don't, so it's a bummer. Cav, can you bring me Froyo the next time you go? Sure. Hi. Hi, I'm Leslie. I play the droid Billy, who is at this moment making her way to the uh, kitchen galley area to uh, make herself a nice hot cup of the droid equivalent of tea, because she's just been through things. (laughs) She's glad to be inside the ship. 
I just, I just picture her just like holding a teacup. She can't drink it. No, she's like of... holding it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's some kind of oil. You know, you know how drink. batteries like the the more the farther you go down the alphabet, the bigger the battery. I'm just imagining she just holds a tea battery. <laughs> <laughs> Pinky up. <laughs> Occasionally jamming it into where her mouth would go and absorbing the charge. You make it sound so uncouth. <laughs> Do your intro, boy. Come on. I'm David, and I play Vurin Atha. And now that we are, uh, probably going to need a new ship, might I suggest the Sora Sub Luxury 3000? Uh, it is reasonably placed for the amount of... Placed. <laughs> reasonably priced for the amount of comfort plush luxury that it comes with. We're not getting a new ship, Vurin. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with this one. Cav likes the sky is on fire. So... It's supposed to be sagging like that. All down the left side. Cav will repair it when Cav has the credits to do so. (laughs) Cav will look for credits. Also, why is the refrigerator full of nothing but biscuits? (laughs) They will be gone soon, Varen. To learn more about our characters, we get one hero to ask another a question. Today, we will get Berwin to ask. Oh, crap. I have forgotten twice what I was going to ask Kev. This is why God gave us pens in the back of our hand. <laughs> yeah, and, and like two hours ago, I thought, you know what I should do? I should write this down because I remembered it while we were doing the f- previous one. Um, <clears throat> So, Kev. Yes, Sparrow? Not a whole lot of your people are uh, the uh, the kind that don't need to breathe, right? Kev supposes not. How would you say that is? affected your trajectory in the galaxy. Well, Senate beings do draw comparisons between Cav and other lunged gam that those beings have encountered, such as Zuckus. But <laughs> Cav finds this is usually a misunderstanding of one kind or another, and otherwise it doesn't usually affect Cav, since Cav has no need for a breathing apparatus. Kev imagines that must be very uncomfortable for Blunt to leave again and have to deal with all that. I bet they could play the clue horn, though. <laughs> now the scan is sad. Thank you for bringing that up. Kev kind of wonders if Blunt could. Huh. Well, there's no reason why they couldn't. So, the camera's panning up from the harsh spotlights of the sky on fire on this wreck of a starfighter. As it pans up, you see on the walls and on the roof, the black ichor that covers most of these walls. On the ground, there does not seem to be as near as much. In fact, some of it seems to be gone. But on this Z95 that is in the harsh spotlight it looks like the tip of one of the wings has been eaten half away and you can see where some of the black ichor is uh, next to where the structure inside the wing is exposed you can also see dots of this on the back portions of the ship the camera then pans up to the sky on fire that is still hovering in this tubule inside this asteroid and the camera slowly pushes in on the cockpit 
of the Sky on Fire, where there's Rebo and Barrowin. Ooh, that doesn't look good. Yeah, it looks like maybe our bounty hunter friend. Zucata, are you still in one piece and somewhere? A moment later. Oh, yes, dear. I, I'm just fine here. I'm helping out Kev with the particulars back here. You said your uh, brother flies a Z95, right? Yes. What What makes you ask this? Could you uh, describe it? It didn't have TIE fighter wings, did it? <laughs> Just looks over at Cav as Cav sprays with the fire extinguisher again over a circuit that had sparked up. No. Oh, good, because of that would have been awkward. He flew a modified Z-95. I believe the colloquial term that I heard around the hall is... A heavy? Is the one out of our outer viewport a heavy Z95? Yes, yes it is. Okay, I'm going to put us down. I think we're going to want to take a look around. Will the crew be needing spacesuits? Yes. We'll at, least, at least need the respirator things. Cav will go prepare those, and Cav will get Cav's new blaster pistol. You want to come with us, Rebo? Uh, thank you, but I think I will stay here. In case we need to go in a hurry. Do you know how to fly one of these things? Do you? At which point he is going to look painfully uh, offended. Look, it's, it's nothing personal. Just the last person that I let fly the sky on fire um, ran into an asteroid. <laughs> so did so you. you. If if Gand could cry. <laughs> At which point Rebo's just going to be assuming that you're talking about yourself in the third person. Like Kev. Okay, okay, the last two people. My speciality is astrogation, but I do know how to pilot a little. All right, I guess uh, keep the motor running. And he'll give a very loose salute, touching the bowl that's still on his head. Are you wearing that on purpose? It seems safer with all the stuff flying around. All right. Uh, Barrowin will get up and... Um... Head out of the cockpit, but uh, she'll she'll stop and lay a hand on his shoulder and say, "Cause that's her thing now." <laughs> it's always been her thing, right? Like, how can I, how can I tell our players listen to the show? <laughs> Bits keep coming back. Look, you're doing fine. This is this is all very normal stuff. Odds that we're going to get shot at are very low, and even if we do, it'll be fine. Calf can't wait to use Calf's new blaster. Not talking to you, Calf. Pose. I don't know why I'm so mean to Calf today. <laughs> You're just quelling youthful enthusiasm, keeping it safe. Yeah, Calf needs to be introduced to the real galaxy, the hard, the harsh realities. <laughs> I'm worried that that's actually going to happen to Calf. So <laughs> all it takes is one bad day, Calf. Just imagining the like Telltale Games thing at the top of the. Screaming like Cav will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a timely joke. Uh-huh. Oh no, that's horrible! I didn't even think about that. Oh, worst possible day to make a Telltale Games reference. Don't worry, this will come out a month after. At yes, but least. somebody out there will notice that I made, that I made a Telltale Games joke on the day that Telltale Games stopped existing. Yeah, I mean, they stopped existing on Friday. It, you know. Oh. Yeah. I feel better. Then. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Not even cold oh. in the grave. I feel better now. <laughs> uh, well, with the way that this year's been moving, I mean, that was Friday. Anyway. Uh, Barrowin will leave and go grab her stuff. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget your comm badge. I'm just hoping that we have a spacesuit with Leku socks. I'm assuming <laughs> that we have spacesuit for everyone. Yeah, the, the challenge... The challenge with our spacesuits is that none of them are interchangeable. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> all. Because one not. one has accommodations for Leku, one has accommodations for a tail and uh, digitigrade legs, and and one doesn't and have an oxygen tank. One doesn't have an oxygen <laughs> supply, and is about half the size and of the other. And like two for guess. <laughs> Yeah. I'm imagining the spacesuits from like Alien, where they've got the weird like padding and plating, and there's just like metal like overlapping plates all the way down Varin's little like Leku socks. See, I'm picturing you guys all go and you get suited up, and then um, you know Varun's got his helmet on, and and Barrowin's about to put hers on, and then she's like, she puts it on, like, wait a minute, <laughs> kind of twists it around pulls it off, turns it around, and there's like just a very specific shape to the the visor to to make um, allowances for somebody's ginormous compound bug eyes. See, actually, it, prob- it probably wouldn't even, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't even be able to get it on because um, I imagine it wouldn't be deep enough because of her muzzle. They don't have a lot of muzzle, though, and, and Gans have a lot of head. Mm. <laughs> they do. They really do. Oh no! All right, so we're 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 leaving the ship again for some yep. of us. Outside, go down the ramp, and yet yeah, no, there is very light gravity, and yeah, the ground that you're landed on is not. It has none of the ichor there. Uh, it does look like this was a one of the very few decent places like you've seen it actually looks like this has been blown uh clean by like someone's engines or something does it look like other ships may have parked here before other than the z95 are there like obvious markings from landing gear or like scorching from ion thrusters etc i'm gonna go with no it like you do see like the ground has and for a few meters away around the Z95, a, a bare part of rock. Okay. But it doesn't look like someone's cleared off the um, walls much. Like, it looks like it's been cleared off, but it looks more like it's been flung to different spots. Ben? Yo. Before we left, uh, Billy would have made good on her giving the black box to the astromech to poke at. Okay. So, just a note. Okay. So yeah, the four of you are out and looking at this really long snout uh Z95. Like it's got a thick body, but or a thick fuselage, but yeah, Z95s have silly long snouts. Uh, Zucata is staying aboard, correct? Correct. She's up in the cockpit. So this is where Cavin very Portes is going to uh to, to voice aloud. If Zucata's brother is dead can cav have his ship if you can fly it out of this asteroid you can have it i believe that 
right of claim would go to the nearest relative first. This simply means that you must ask Zukata yourself. Let's talk about ownership of the Starfighter when we're not maybe going to get a shot or something. Okay, um, can we... Can we see if the cockpit is exposed, broken, open? The cockpit does look like it's sealed, but it doesn't look like it's filled with anyone. Like, a few of you are tall enough that you'd actually be able to see in, like, where the head would be. There doesn't look to be anyone in there. I can hold Cav up so she can see. (laughs) I I was typing into the chat, and Cav is jumping up and down in the background trying to see. Really? I figure it's light gravity, so it'd be easy enough for her to lift it. It, it depends on, on on how light the gravity is. If Cav is, uh, uh, Cav will probably give it a bit of a test in terms of like gauging while Cav is walking. In spite of sometimes how Cav behaves, Cav is not an idiot. If Cav thinks Cav will fly <laughs> and hit the ceiling, Cav is not going to risk that. <laughs> I'm more looking at like we're talking one tenth gravity here, so. Okay, yeah, with a despair, I could see you bouncing into the ceiling. I'm more thinking landing poorly because this is a lot less of gravity than what you're expecting. Okay. As in this being a environmental thing. So if you're jumping up and down, I'm just sort of wanting to do a one red uh, coordination or athletics check. Sure. All right, so Cav has three green in coordination versus a red. Two successes, but a threat. So Cav is going to gain some significant air, so to speak, uh, in terms of like looking around this particular chamber, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. that might be of some benefit. However, maybe the threat is when Cav is coming back down, Cav does kind of like stumble a bit. It doesn't quite fully stick the landing and takes a strain. That sounds pretty much like what I was hoping for. The nefarious plot of the GM to make the Gan twist her ankle. So what did Cav see while Cav was up in the air? All right. Now that you're a lot closer, you see a lot more. You can see in like the front of the wings and the front of the engine intake seem to be coated in this black gunk. It looks like the pilot of this flew into some of the gunk that coats the tunnels and large patches of the chassis have been stripped and pitted and turned into a blackened metal from this. Ben, can I make like a knowledge zoology test or something like that to know what, co- like, what this black, you know, ichor might be coming from? Like, is this are there space slugs around here to be concerned about, or is this caused by something else? I'll go with that. This is a average with a setback. All right, Cab has four greens in knowledge zoology. Cab is not trained, but uh, is does retain information. Fairly well, versus two purple and a setback. One success and one advantage. This does look to be the some excretions of a... What the heck is the thing called? Dang it, I just had it. Exogorth? Exogorth, yeah. It does look like it is the excretions of an exogorth combined with the... Because you have an advantage. Combined with the excretions of Minox. As Cav lands, Cav... Well, more likely K1 over the comm channel, we'll, we'll say. Cassie's traces of Minox and Exogorths in the area. The crew should be cautious. Basic, Cav? Hmm? What's an Exogorth? 
<laughs> oh, an exogorth is a particularly large space slug. Oh, a space slug. Some are known to damage starships or even consume small ones. I, I know what a space slug is, Kev. Why, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> because they are called exogorths. That doesn't seem like a good enough reason. This game apologizes. This, this game is trying to be helpful. Do you think one still lives here? Yes, that is fairly recent space slug droppings on Miss Rodian's Starfighter. Okay. And just to mildly note, the entire walls, like it actually does look like where you've landed has blasted away this ichor. And with Minox in the area, Cav does not think the crew should remain here long. Cav does not like the idea of Minox feeding on the sky is on fire, while the sky is on fire is in the sky is on fire's current condition. You could have just said it's on fire. There is this damaged uh, Z95 heavy in front of you. The question I've got is, do you have all the information you're wanting, or do you want to investigate further? Like, try and crack a seal or something? I would like to look closer at the ship, um, largely because we know Zucata is looking for some sign of her brother, and her brother is on the same trail, or was on the same trail as we are, so there might be information available that would be of use. However, um, being cognizant of warnings provided, Billy is willing to basically say, I will examine the ship... If you'd like to prepare for our departure. Alright, that's good enough for me. Just careful, alright? I was going to say, I'm the very embodiment of, of careful, but I'd like to point out that that's, that's not something Billy would say. But where is Bandon Doba? You don't suppose Doba's a Exegorth, do you? No. Doba's an Aquilish. We have seen reports referring as such. Maybe it's a front. Maybe your face is a front. What's your problem, man? No, sorry. <laughs> there do appear to be other tunnels. Yeah, I was going to say, this is space, so there's no wind or anything like weather-wise to potentially wear away tracks. Can I try and see if there's any indication of where the person who was in this ship went? All right. In that case, I'm wanting to get two skill rolls. One, I'm wanting to get a perception check off of Billy for, I don't know, an average... With a setback due to really weird lighting. Like you're doing this in a spotlight, so some places are really, really, really bright and other places are really dark. However, K1 does have uh, her glow rod on. Could she assist Billy in looking at those nooks and crannies? Okay, yeah, sure. There you go. Getting ready to setback. Go, droid team! Team droid, go! Seriously, people, I, I really do all of these motions you'd expect me to be doing. I'm doing the full-on rah-rah, shish-boom-bah movements as I say these things. Because um, <laughs> I'm very special. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. Billy first. That's not tremendously exciting. Three greens, but no setbacks because I've got a K1 lighting up the night. Correct. Okay. Bam! So that was, by the way, three green, two purple. K1 knocking out the uh, setback for two success. Nice. Oh, yeah. With this, as you're poking around, you can see everything that 
is normally like person portable is ported. You're able to find a small hold on the fighter and it looks like it's been modified a bit so that like a little bit of cargo is up front and then a cryo tube is in there for transportation or a sleeping coffin or what have you. And in the front there you find five helium grenades. A pair of I'm sorry, what? Five helium grenades. What they do is you pull the pin, throw them, and a bubble of helium will appear. These are primarily for uh, dealing with my knocks. Okay. So they make funny voices. Okay. <laughs> my knocks, you see, grenades. are very vulnerable to embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is That's that where they hang voice? out in the darkness. Is that my voice? My, my knocks are one of the rare species who can literally die of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> there are two glow rods and a box or a rack of six Thalassian security binders. Like handcuff type things? Yeah, they're handcuffs. Does Thalassian mean anything specific? Because, I mean, the helium grenades, more situational. Binder cuffs, always useful when you're a bounty hunter. And two glow rods. I will report my, I will gather and report my findings. Does the cryotube appear to be occupied? Is there any indication? It does not. There is no one in it. Okay. Like, when you open the door to the cargo area, the door to it opens as well. Oh, well, I'm glad there wasn't anybody in it then. It'd be hosed. Unless they could breathe whatever atmosphere we have. May this Gand take one set of these binder cuffs? Calf doesn't have any. You can have two. Billy is going to not so subtly look over to Barrow and <laughs> like, is this a good idea? <laughs> I-, I think we can trust Cav with binder cuffs. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my inventory <laughs> list. Thank you very much. I'm just waiting for a despair to be rolled and you, you binder cuff yourself to a captain's seat when you're trying to fight somebody. Not that anything <laughs> like that's ever happened on Heroes before. No, certainly not. That would just be <laughs> ridiculous. Alright, so then we have someone who is attempting to track. Yes. This will be... And I'm assuming you're doing this at the same time that Billy is doing the searching. So That would be my thought. In that case, it is going to be average with one setback. Uh, actually, no, sorry. Two setbacks. One setback due to the weird light, and the other one due to being obscured uh, by the Sky on Fire landing. Okay. And it's just survival then? Yeah, that's what I was assuming. Unless you can come up with another skill. I think it should be deception, because I'm <laughs> attempting to lie my way to finding this guy. No, I'm kidding. Knowledge Underworld. I want to know where a criminal would go. That's not tracking. Yeah, that's not tracking. On the other hand, no. no I I don't have an actual. On the other hand, so. no. Y- you could argue perception. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Actually, you know what? I could argue perception because I have two ranks in perception <laughs> and none in survival. Um. Okay. That is, in my opinion, that's going to increase the difficulty by one to three purple, because this is your attempting perceive to perceive as opposed to use. Uh, knowledge of survival situations. You're just trying to essentially luck on the trail. Okay, well that's fair. So I my final roll is three purples, two setbacks, a green, and two yellows. Come on! 
two successes, two threat. <laughs> and it's all because the reds aren't there. Okay, so for this, you're searching around. What you can see is a couple paths or a couple times going back and forth that doesn't look to be in your the style of the suits for your EVAs. The three of you are in very similar style uh, spacesuits. You probably all bought them from the same vendor. And so the like boot on it, as different as the three of you are, the boot on your suit is pretty similar. This does not look like the same make of survival gear as what you're wearing. And it's making a couple pads back and forth between the Z95 and something that seems to have landed where you are. And by that, I mean where the sky on fire is. It appears this was not the first ship to be parked right there. Dopa. Maybe. Or the ugly. What if the ugly was Dopa? <laughs> that would be unfortunate, Varen. Where did the ugly come from in relation to us when we were fighting? Did it come from the asteroid? It did come from the asteroid, but it came from one of the poles on the asteroid. Like, it was sitting on the outside of the asteroid, as far as you can tell. That kind of ship is a short-range craft, though. You wouldn't come out that out here all by yourself in it. I wouldn't come out in it anywhere. The crew knows that Zucata's brother was hunting Dova. Perhaps Zucata's brother found Dova. But then where has he gone? Given Zucata's brother's ship is still here, Cab is guessing the encounter did not go well for Zucata's brother. What what is the we know Zucata's brother's name? Is that Godon? Godon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, just Cav has apparently forgotten it because Christine can't remember it. So Cav is continuing okay. to, to use the, <laughs> the familiar connection. Well, Billy's going to say, maybe Doba found Godin. Well, regardless of who found whom, there ought to be at least one body around here somewhere, living or not. Unless Godin was taken with Doba or whomever has absconded with him. We did detect other locations, other energy signals. Right. I mean, I'm. I mean, around here, just you know, here. Barrowin waves her arms around vaguely. Perhaps we should revisit our scanned information and compare it with the information retrieved from our satellite. Cav agrees. Yep. Let's do it. Before we board the ship, Cav will kind of like pat slide the z95 and say soon and then we'll walk back to the ship that's not creepy at all (laughs) (laughs) and as you're doing that a big gollop of gunk is going to fall from the ceiling and go right next to verin oh it's on the ceiling too oh we gotta get out of here guys thus causing two strength i just (laughs) i just want to say this I don't like that you use the word dollop because that's there's so many <laughs> mental images I can apply to that. It's just oh, gross. Sarahwin is going to very slowly look upward at the ceiling. Oh, yeah, no, this place is completely empty. Other than like the ceiling itself, no one decided to land on the ceiling. So it's only through how people have been landing here 
it really looks like as the ship landed, the rockets or whatever it was using to land caused the gunk to get fling, flung to the walls into the ceiling in a way. Yeah, the stuff is pretty impressive when you think about it, considering it's maintaining viscosity in the vacuum of space or the near vacuum. I don't like that you use the word viscosity. <laughs> well, I don't like the fact that he used the word dollop. So we can all just suffer together. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things if don't make me make you suffer more. Cab is ready for now. All right. All right, back to the ship. Screen wipe into the ship. (laughs) I don't think that this is like Batman. It could be. Uh, We have spitting cab face. We determined in the episode that's coming out this week that (laughs) that Barrowin has barrow wangs and grappling hooks like Batman. That's right. Still think Barrowang sounds deeply inappropriate. I mean, I think I think we should probably never ever say the word Barrowangs again. (laughs) But otherwise, (laughs) that was Leslie's fault. (laughs) Sure. Um, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Uh, Back on board the sky on fire. I'm. Yes. First. Back on board the remaining half of the sky on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so everyone is on the sky on fire. There's Zucata leaning against one of the bulkheads, looking rather regretful at seeing the condition of her brother's ship. You've got Vrebo. He's standing at the door, his G-suit done up properly now, instead of tied around his waist. And the bowl is now sitting on the Dejaric table. He's looking like, if anything, one could say like the nerdiest Rodian possible in a G-suit. But that's totally very bad. Does he have big thick glasses and everything? No, no he doesn't. He just carries himself awkwardly? Pretty much, yeah. Does he have any milk money? I thought you were supposed to be the nice one, Baron. I'm not asking... I'm, Vern asking, should be the I'm, one I'm making sure he has milk, milk money. money. If he doesn't, I want to give him some milk money. <laughs> so Vern can take it. I thought he needed the milk money so that he would have milk when he eats all the wasabi peas. Oh, uh-huh. those things were underspiced. I'm suddenly afraid of the Vrebo. <laughs> you know what it is? Berwin, she's still like our soccer mom, but right now she's like a soccer mom after a long day of screaming kids. And she just wants, you know, her, her drink at the end of the day. Now I'm just picturing Berwin flying like a soccer mom drives, and I'm terrified. Yeah, but Berwin's sanity breaks down, um, you know, (laughs) bit by bit. I don't want to break that last one. All right, so now that everyone's on board in the uh, kitchen-ish area. The meeting room. One could even call it that. What would one be calling this meeting? A meeting. Planning. Of the crew. A chalk talk. W9 is there with a hologram of the asteroid as far as what they can tell. They've got where you've come in. They've got like that uh, path. They've got like echoes of what they think other paths are, like where it branched off and whatnot. You've got two 
uh, globs in there that are rather amorphous. One is of biological matter. The other one is of biological and uh, power. Power is good. There isn't a second power location. The sensors aren't really registering anything other than your ship. Your ship is way overpowering the sensors and like you can't you can detect the metal outside, but you can't detect the generator in standby on the Starfighter. Was W9 able to determine who placed the droid Starfighter in orbit of this asteroid? Cavill asked, looking to the R4 droid. Tweedles out that it is and I'm assuming that this is translated by K1, but I'm also assuming K1 yeah, K- is doing... K1 will happily... I'm also assuming K1 is doing voices at this point. The despicable Aqualish Doba was the one to set the innocent droid in orbit to act as a tripwire and sentry for their dastardly smuggling organization. Were you able to glean further information as to locations upon this asteroid from the box we supplied? Regretfully not. The scanners of the unfortunate sentry droid were tasked solely with surface scanning to ensure that people were not sneaking up on the despicable Doba and to make sure that all visitors were challenged. When they were challenged... Whether successful or failing, a communication was sent to the Dastardly Doba. Does he really say Dastardly Doba every time? I kind of like it. Hey, I'm embellishing. K1 says. <laughs> Consistency. Uh, she actually isn't. She's probably translating it directly. I'm but... <laughs> also just, like, meta-wise, I'm figuring that he's swearing as only a droid can but it translates as dastardly or despicable. <laughs> K1 has her PBS switch on. Well, K- K1 is, is a sweet girl. She's also Vrebo's present and Vrebo's young. True. Okay. Uh, then Billy's going to kind of think for a moment. And then is there a way to triangulate where the message would have gone from what we know of its location? I'm sorry. I don't know if these things work like line of sight. <laughs> Well, normally that would be a very effective way of figuring where they are. There is evidence that the despicable Doba moved around within the asteroid and combined with the fact that it was an omnidirectional transmission. That the, oh, so it was like just a blast. Essentially, yes. That it was supposed to go to everyone. Hence, is the... Uh, backup showing up as quickly as it did when it screeched for help the backup fighter showed up very shortly after then perhaps we will just have to look cav agrees although the crew should be careful in case of any other defensive systems i did not advise impropriety i would assume that we would be careful is there anything I can do to help you prepare the ship further, Cav? At this point, Cav requires a proper shipyard and parts. The sky is on fire is as ready as the sky is on fire is going to be. How far is it to the location where the power source is? Looks to be about a third of the way through the asteroid. From the scans that 
the sky on fire is done, it doesn't appear that there is a very direct route between where you are and where it is. So are we talking kilometers? Are we talking... Oh, kilometers been the like single digits of kilometers. Okay. We're not talking Star Trek kilometers. No, we're talking Ben has to walk home about three of them kilometers. <laughs> oh, Canadian kilometers. Good to know. I'm going to go with it's within five kilometers inside. Like, as their Minoc flies, it would be about five kilometers. It's probably a bit more uh, flying around. But but I assume there's not a straight line. You said there wasn't a straight line. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. It's like, if you were to go straight, it would be about five. The asteroid itself, eh, let's go with this thing's about 30. The sky on fire is a little beat up. What if we didn't take the sky on fire? Barrowin is suggesting the crew walks. No, not necessarily. Does Barrowin wish to take the heavy? Cav, do you think you get it in the air? Cav would need to take a closer look at the Z95 and determine what damage, if any, has been caused to it. Okay, no, you're just looking to figure out how bad the damage is. I, in that case... Yeah, for, first the diagnostic, then the attempts at repairing. Barrowin will uh, go out with Cav just to make sure that like nobody's outside the ship on their own. But she's not going to actually be that helpful. She'll just... In that case, it's going to be an average check. If K1's out there, then that's going to remove the setback that I was going to toss in. And this is purely for diagnostic purposes. Uh, as Cav begins to to look this thing over, Cav is going to like spare a look over at Barrowin and say, uh, This Gand is sorry that this Gand has been such a disappointment to Barrowin on this hunt. This Gand has been simply excited. This Gand hasn't been this close to acquiring a license before. Who kicked this Gand puppy? Cav, you're not, um... And then Barrowin stops and thinks about Cav shooting her with the stun prod. <laughs> Cav crashing her ship. Really just those two things. Two big but things. But they're significant things. <laughs> You're not a disappointment, Cav. I just have a temper, is all. Runs in the family. Barrowin doesn't often talk about her family. It's a big family. It would be a lot of, it would be a lot of talking. And most of us are boring. Cav is going to try to do better. Cav wants to be a good bounty hunter. Cav doesn't want to tarnish either Barrowin's name or the guild's name. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the guild. Look, Cav, I don't... I haven't exactly had, like, the most experience out here. Um, I guess I've been out here a little longer than you, but... If there's one lesson that I've learned, it's that the person you really have to uh, live up to is yourself. Cav is still figuring out what that means to Cav. Well, what it means to Barrowin is that um, you should stop worrying about what I think of you. At least, you know, all the time, at the exclusion of everything else. You wouldn't be on this crew if I didn't think you were useful. Uh, and if I didn't care about you, I guess. So, just know that. Barrowin cares about Cav. Barrowin said it. Cav says happily, and then starts looking back over the Xenai Yeah, why 
Why are you saying that like I would be insulted or embarrassed? Cab has a family history, too. Great. Get, glad we, uh, glad we agreed we both have family history. All right. So this is the average mechanics check. So three yellows, a green, and a blue. Okay, one. Five successes, a threat, and a triumph. Of course, this is on the diagnostics roll. <laughs> hey, that triumph might help out if there's actually a repair to be had here. Also, five successes. I think Cav knows everything that's possibly wrong with this ship. You know, everything that's wrong with the ship and also triumph. The keys are in the ignition. No, they're under the visor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the issue, like the reason why the keys are in the ignition is because the two big engines that a Z95 has have like the intakes of it look like they've been uh, they've eaten some of this gunk. It looks like this thing skidded along one of these walls for a little bit. And the ship itself is, this looks to be, without a bunch of parts, where the ship is going to come to a rest forever. Now, there may be parts to salvage. It's like the engines are that full of gunk. Okay, I've got a threat to work with. So I'm sort of thinking as Cav is poking with one of Cav's tools... One of the lesser important tools, like, say, a Robertson screwdriver, as poking at the gunk, the a bit end of the screwdriver starts to dissolve. Wherever this gunk is, it dissolves metal. And this gunk has been sprayed pretty heavily on this frame. That there are probably parts to be repaired, for, or that could be salvaged from it, but probably not much... Uh, chance that this sucker could start flying like the mosquito Fairwin, this does not look good um meaning what the engines of the z95 are entirely covered in this space lug refuge and it's um cav cannot make this craft space worthy again however out of character the triumph the engines may be shot, but for our purposes to get further in, we've already determined Cav likes repulsors. Cav has played around a lot with those, and he didn't say anything about the repulsors too. being shot. Okay. Yeah, so can we, like, get this thing floating? Could we use it as a makeshift craft to get to get deeper in as a little maneuverable, weirdly shaped planetary thing? Like a hover round? You take one of the big fans we've got on the ship. We we know with repulsors too, you know, you, you can kind of you can direct them to sort of get for to get yeah. for momentum. I R mean, repulsors do have some amount of like vectoring ability. We won't be moving fast, but we'll be moving a lot faster than if we were walking, and we don't want to move <laughs> too fast because tunnels. Well, also taking the Z ninety five would probably for the group would necessitate people being on the exterior, so I don't <laughs> think we were going to go very fast. It was, it was always going to be a, a slow going operation. The other thing that I'm thinking of that I don't think Barrowin would think of at all because it's a little too unorthodox um, is if the repulsors don't work, um, seeing if we can strap it to the underside of the sky on fire as a uh, turret. What? I mean, somebody somebody would have to be in it, obviously. Well, what, what I'm thinking there more, if we're going to strap it to the, to the sky on fire when we go to leave is either to sell it for parts or to 
If we make the money. Well, yes, if it survives, sure. But like in the near term. Well, in the near term, I think it would be most useful to... I I like your idea about using that to get closer in. I could see parts of it being... And I got a triumph here. Yeah, there is a triumph. I mean, the repulsors aren't going to help it get out of this asteroid, but for traversing the asteroid. I would go with that you can... See, if you had contraption, it'd be so much easier. Well, well, I was thinking if I had redundant systems... Fair this point. would have been a no-brainer. Yeah, fair point. But but I'm not a mechanic. Yeah, you're a droid tech. So, um, yeah, you will be able to get the uh, Z95 working as a planetary craft. So, so Cav does report to Barrowin, uh, you know, the The bad news is Cav cannot get this Z95 spaceworthy again. The good news is repulsor lifts work just fine. Yeah, and for clarification, just the repulsor lifts, the weaponry is toast on this ship. That is also good to know, yeah. otherwise that might come up at some point. Because, boy, would we have hoped it was going to work. <laughs> All we can do is do ramming speed. Well, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, again, the the player here has has occurred to the uh, possibility of strapping it to the sky on fire getting going at a good speed and then detaching it so that it just kind of like glides <laughs> like a missile i support Baron with one cunning and two intelligence is never going to think of that plan fair uh nor do we necessarily know that we need a torpedo <laughs> perhaps the crew should gather and uh and the crew should proceed yeah let's do it Perhaps Barrowin should steer. I'm not going to ask anybody to ride on the wings or anything if I'm not going to do it myself. So who's driving? You got this, Cav. Aww, look at them. They're bonding. This scanned is touched, but Barrowin can see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and it is better at navigating tunnels. <sighs> Smash cut to taking a vote from the crew. <laughs> No, smash cut to everybody sitting there staring expectantly at you. I'm much, I'm much more thinking with that. It's they're, they're probably smash cut to to calf flying and Barrow and having to shout directions. Well, it's either that <laughs> or it's a smash cut to Barrow and flying and everyone else on the wing as it picks up, like the wing stub or the wings themselves bend down, and just like little stubs are still there. If it's left up to Barrowin, Barrowin will still favor Cav unless we literally cannot attach a light source to this thing. Or, or like, I assume Cav's suit would have some kind of light amplification in the helmet, which she would still be wearing. Uh, I leave that up to Ben. I don't technically ben, have And I don't think goggles. that they would have that much. Go ahead, Leslie. Um, I'm actually thinking this is Leslie, and I don't see why Billy wouldn't get around to this thought, but... That Barrowin should steer and Cav should make sure that it doesn't fall out of the sky. I guess that makes sense. It's logical. It's just not foolishly sentimental. Well, it's everybody <laughs> doing what they're good at. One could even say it's playing to the odds. Barrowin is technically better at shouting orders at somebody <laughs> than she is at flying. So what you need to do, though, for the sentimentality is when we're done with us, 
is uh, have Cav be the one to take the sky on fire out of the ash. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Don't, don't, say, don't, get... <laughs> don't know how brave that one's feeling. <laughs> All right. So, so who's flying? I guess I'm flying. All right. Then, then Cav will be on a, a wing, kind of like, like one hand to brace. One hand is sort of like clutching K1 like a basketball. <laughs> Because K one can't fly quickly enough to keep up with the thing. Billy can but... hold K one. Well, and we'll we'll take time to uh, tether people as needed. Like we're not going to just we're going to grab some of our gear and tethers and so forth and MacGyver some kind of just system. So yeah, there's the four of you, Berwin in the cockpit, the other three on top of it, in different poses as. Berwin is trying to fly around inside the innards of this asteroid. Yep, keeping it a uh, uh, relatively low speed uh, because this thing is not designed to use its repulsors for traction. It probably is kind of taking very wide turns without its maneuvering thrusters functioning. Steers like a bantha. Uh, but you know, <laughs> we're we're doing we're doing. She's doing her best to hold it uh, straight-ish. In which case, could I please get a three purple check? Uh, so the big question here is, which piloting skill is it? I'm really thinking that this one should be uh, planetary. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. Let me guess, you're not trained in that, unlike Cav. I'm not trained in that. It's only a one, like, I only have one rank in space, so it's like a relatively minor difference, but... Yeah, but you're you're driving carefully, ten and two, you know. <laughs> so I am definitely going to flip a light side point. Three purples. Um, what are we treating this thing's handling as? Um. All right, I'm gonna treat this as a minus two. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so I think I've got one yellow, two greens, three purples, two setbacks. Any boosts from? From somebody's triumph. I think the triumph is essentially why this is happening at all. <laughs> yeah, that... You just ask the questions with hope. In this particular case, yeah. this The triumph is the entire reason why we are going ahead with this. Okay, fine. All right. Here we, uh... Hey! Ha-ha! Hey! Ah, ah. So, I've got a success and three threat. The one piece of advice that w9 gave you is because you're sort of going out and getting to a t intersection and you could go left or you could go right w9 told you to go left and that as long as you don't go right you probably are not going to be running into those biologics or at least just the biologics and w9 seemed a little afraid of just the biologics so you're trucking around this does take a fair bit of time i'm assuming like at least Vern is starting to get a little bit impatient with it. Oh, he definitely is. Because as you're going through, like, uh, you've got K1 with their glow rod, which doesn't go out all that far. Everyone else with their uh, suit lights, which, again, they're just not going out all that far. Or if you do look off into the distance, you're seeing, like, this little illuminated dot way down there. As you tool around in here, uh, like, the walls are just completely covered in this black gunk. And as you're moving, you can actually see it's rather small. Like, you're not going all that fast. But you do see 
what if you were moving at any sort of speed what would turn into a rooster tail of it as the repulsor lifts are shoving this out of the way uh, beneath there and as you're going through one of the uh, intersections in this case it is a four like it's two tubes meeting up and crossing each other so you've got four directions and you randomly choose the left one well which one looks the most artificial based upon Barrowin's uh tunnel mancy <laughs> <laughs> that's a great term we need to remember that for the future i mean we'll choose randomly if they are all functionally identical and i'm more going with the tunnel mancy with the way i was like yeah you figure that the left one looks to be the icker looks to be less off to the left at this intersection. It looks like someone's traveled that direction. It's about the best way that I can put it. But as you're getting through this intersection, just at the very end, a large stalagmite falls and almost hits the back of the Z95. Yeah, a dangling rope of this black gunk falls down and almost hits the top of the uh, Z95, thusly causing one strain to each of the uh, fellows riding it. Ah. As everyone tries to duck out of the way. I still think Billy's wearing a poncho. <laughs> it's a safety poncho because... Considering that we know this stuff like eats Yeah, away I was about metal, to say, sure. we saw what it does to metal, so Billy is like wearing the full-on Niagara Falls tourist rain slicker. I still accept the strain. I'm just saying that it's not on me. Oh, yeah. You travel on for a little bit longer and find what looks to be a faint blue glow up ahead. Uh, okay, once we are, you know, within spitting distance of the faint blue glow, um, Barrowin's going to power this thing down at least so that it's just, um, won't necessarily touch down, uh, depending on the state of the ground, but will certainly just like lower the repulsor so that it is essentially nape of the earth here and people can just kind of hop off and we can approach the blue glow on foot uh quietly more so than a c95 as we are getting closer cav we're in an asteroid cav's gonna like find a little bit of loose rock and not like chuck it like a baseball but like, kind of like lightly tossed is it like has not trying to create too much noise more trying to see is this an energy shield or does matter pass through it it does look like the rock or the fleck does bounce off. I don't. It's the air kind. I don't know. So matter can pass through it. Yeah. Okay. Cap does not believe the shield will harm harm the crew. All right. Um, Barrowin will power up the repulsor a little more again and just sort of ease the Z ninety five through the shield, but going slowly in case there's anyone like around or any stuff that happens <laughs> all right as you round the corner you can see a yv666 uh, sitting in behind it you can see that there is some cables running out from the cargo area and as you're turning and getting in closer you can see the medium cannons turn to the z95 and start to glow everybody out 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuteria Mice. You can find me, Christine, as well as Cav, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and Night with a K. You can find me, Brandon, on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. I'm Leslie, and I'm at Leslet GS. And I'm David, and you can find me at AKA Agent Shades. Hashtag Vern AMA. <laughs> You're welcome to try and ask me anything about Vern. You might get some interesting answers. And we are all at theheidianway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook at as Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash way. Or donate a coffee to us at ko-fi.com slash way. And obligation for next time is... This is Berwin, Rule Breaker. Well, this would be the time that it would come up, actually, right? So, mean, meanwhile, here's my working uh, my working list of things that would be the opposites uh, for us. Um, In each group? So... That has an evil slogan. So here's the thing. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was trying to think of like which ones should be similar and which ones should be like big di- divergences. So I feel like I feel like the opposite of a gand is probably a verpine. Um probably because also a verpine would be a competent technician. And <laughs> there we go. Ooh. That's uh, you can't see uh, the finger I'm flicking you. It's your index it's finger, in the right? right general direction. Wow, okay. What did I do to warrant the finger? <laughs> not you, not you. I just come back and all I Chris, hear Christine has just been like really pissed about you not being on the call for like the last. I was like, it got 45 so done, David. So. I'm done with you. Zuckus doesn't need a respirator. It's just a tube for frozen yogurt. Zuckus. <laughs> I don't get it. He like rivals with Zuckus. <laughs> he was her high school bully. <laughs> Wait, is our is is the is the opposite number of us actually just like all of the non Boba Fett bounty hunters from Empire? <laughs> because I wrote uh, down a Trandoshan me. for me already, <laughs> and Forlom would be yeah. So really, you'd just be replacing the Verpine with uh, Dingar. And considering Dingar is a post terrible crash bounty hunter and Cav, I can only assume is a pre-terrible crash bounty hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, Cav's opposite number is Zuckus. Oh, that's true. Who are we? uh, Oh, it's the Deveronian. Since Dingar is a jerk and Verin is a charismatic (laughs) jerk. There you go. Problem solved. All right. Now I just have to remember what Dingar sounds like. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here in my ignorance. Although, didn't in Legends, at least, Dengar pretty much just have, like, a walk-off-into-the-sunset-happy-ending at some point? He just, like, gave up being a bounty hunter and went off to go get married or something? Yeah, he fell in love with uh, one of the dancing girls from Jabba's Palace. <laughs> yeah, and, and they <laughs> after, were just like, after helping, I'm done being a bounty hunter. <laughs> he, helps, he helps Boba Fett recover from being in the Sarlacc, 
Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. From being and then he, he, like, he, he does he does hunt with Boba Fett for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so yeah. so Baron anyway. is going to get eaten by I'm guessing a space slug because it's the opposite of a hole in the ground. Well, Boba, uh, Boba Fett's not in the equation, but I'm flattered. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's do this. Ba- Bosk is Barrowin's. Oh, episode. it's it's technically it's Barrowin's introduction. We've yeah, come uh, I've just track. been okay. waiting. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you can cut all of that. <laughs> no, that's going at the end of the episode. That's fine. <laughs> Bloopers. Awesome. One question about the glow rods. Yo. Is that more like uh, an elongated flashlight or like snap, shake, glow? It's a flashlight. Yeah. Like single or not so much single use, but like not battery replaceable flashlight. So it's like a, a, a chemical flashlight that eventually just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That's generally how I've used glow rods considering they're so cheap. Huh, I figured it was like a it was just a plus. Yeah, I've always treated them as flashlights. Yeah, okay. I, I, I suspect glow rod is one of those things though that mechanically speaking actually encompasses a very wide variety of yeah. mechanically identical items. Yeah, in in K1's case at least I figure it is actually a light like she is emitting. It's like since it oh, is yeah. installed in her. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to yeah, as opposed to uh, like her shaking her like herself and she starts glowing or something. <laughs> Come on, that would be amazing. You mean K one doesn't uh, like doesn't it. just eventually die if she keeps her light on too long? Uh. 